Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cruise Radio is supported by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance policies for every budget. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, Coming up a little later on in the show, we'll have a review of Disney Magic. From Carissa, yeah, she just got back. And uh, funny story, because I was down at Port Canaveral a couple weeks ago taking pictures of si- uh, six ships leaving the port. And uh, Carissa was there sailing on Disney Magic. She emailed in. So we're going to talk to her a little bit later on in the program. But first, Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. Doing great yourself? Good, man. So uh, we, you basically kind of let the cat out of the bag last week about Carnival ordering some new ships. And uh, let's do a recap, because we really couldn't get – we didn't know all the details when you talked about it last week. Right. We we heard it was going to be 10. Uh, it was actually nine new cruise ships that will debut between 2019 and 2022. I realize it's uh, a few years out. Uh, it's going to be built at uh, Fincantieri, which is you know, where Carnival Corp has been building uh, many ships uh, over the years. In fact, most of their ships over the years. Uh, so there's going to be five ships to Fincantieri, uh, which will be built in Malfontone and Magera and uh, four ships being built by Meyerwerft, you know, the German ship uh, uh, ship builder. And so the, those four ships will be split between uh, Poppenberg and their new outlet in Turku, Finland. That used to be where Royal Caribbean used to build their ships. So the thinking is that, um, you know, Poppenberg is good for ships, you know, maybe up to about 185,000. So there may be some ships that are too big to be built there. Um, for Carnival uh, Corp, and uh, those ships are going to be the ones that will be built in Turku, which is where uh, Oasis Allure and Harmon- uh, Oasis and Allure of the Seas were built. Wow, so- a lot of ships, but they haven't said is which uh, lines are going to get those nine new builds. Um, they did say that uh, Caribbean, Mediterranean, and uh, and, and China are, are very strong, very strong markets. And uh, purpose-built ships will be built for those markets. Very good. Norwegian Cruise Line testing a room service surcharge. Now, they've been charging to deliver pizza for a couple of years now, but this is going a step above it. Uh, talk to us about this. And, and Doug, don't, don't forget that uh, they, like Royal Caribbean, have been charging for deliveries between midnight and 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. So they've been charging, let's say, $4. And it was $5 for the pizza. Now what they want to do is they want their testing uh, an $8 per order um, on room service on breakaway, they're going to charge $5 on getaway. Um, they are not going to be charging for cabins in their Haven suite complex. But uh, what they're trying to test is whether or not people would be willing to pay these service charges for uh, upgraded menus. So for like breakfast, they can add hot menu items, you know, kind of like eggs and pancakes and, uh, you know, things, things like that. And, and they're trying to see if uh, people are willing to pay for it. I, it's, it is a test. Um, so, you know, hopefully uh, no one's getting their buns in a bunch. It's been tried before. I personally don't think it's going to, you know, happen because, you know, people just get, you know, kind of tired of 
the nickel and diming, but you know you want the additional services, then you need to pay for it. But, yeah, but uh, I mean, if you don't want to wake up and fight the crowd or whatever for breakfast, I think it's worth paying eight bucks to have if you have a family in your stateroom and just get the. I, you know, I some don't. Pancakes. I don't disagree. Yeah, but you know, it's just you know a question of are are enough people going to be in that? Yeah, to keep it going. And uh, what if you don't want the enhanced uh, services? You just want you know the the pastries and the cereals and. Stuff like that. Are you still? Are you going to have to pay the eight dollars? Right. I got gotcha. you. So I think it's going to be all or nothing. So yeah. uh, I think it's going to wind up being nothing at this point. Holland America's new ship, the MS Koningsdam, is heading to Florida. No surprise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see uh, Koningsdam uh, debuting uh, in 2016. You know, this will be the the newest and largest Holland America ship, another dam ship to the fleet. <laughs> she will start in Europe uh, as as previously announced, and then she will. Then home port for the winter through the spring season uh, in Fort Lauderdale, hmm, okay. and uh, you know there she'll do uh, you know essentially seven to eleven night sailings, and it's going to be an amazing ship. Carnival Pride back in Baltimore. Um, I, I, she left Baltimore about what a year ago because of some was it EPA problems up there? There, there were a, a, a few issues, and uh, it was you know the the clean fuel. Um, you know, the scrubber, the technologies weren't there. Um, they didn't get the exceptions. Royal Caribbean got it. But uh, the good news is uh, the Pride is back in Baltimore. Uh, she's recently gone through a $75 million refurbishment. She has a lot of the Carnival Fun Ship 2.0 uh, enhancements, and uh, the ship's going to do extremely well. So there'll now be two ships year around in Baltimore, one from Royal and one from Carnival. So uh, and Carnival was the first. And they debuted there back in, uh, I think it was like 2009. I think it's important to say that this ship also has a Guy's Burger joint, which is very important. Yes, it is. And I think it's also the first <laughs> of the Carnival Spear class of ships to get the burger joint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, what's the other one? Legend got the slide, but not the uh, the burger joint. Correct. Yeah, I okay. Mean, you can't have everything. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. I was reading where St. Martin is going to go uh, undergo a massive redevelopment project. They are, and uh, it's it's not quite uh, Disneylandish, but uh, Royal Caribbean uh, Cruises Limited, which is the parent company of Royal Caribbean, Azamar, and Celebrity Cruises, is uh, working with uh, St. Martin to, on a $120 million mixed-use waterfront village, um, and uh, you know they're going to have a zip line. They'll have a reef lagoon, an aquarium. Uh, there'll be a hotel. Uh, there as well, so they're they're creating uh, a multi-use facility. St. Martin is the second most visited um, cruise port in the uh, Caribbean slash Atlantic. Keep in mind that you know for a long time they didn't even have a cruise pier. Right. Yeah. So now they're they're taking it a step further, and uh, really kind of making enhancing the the cruise experience because it is it is so you know highly visited by all of the cruise lines. Yeah, I love going to St. Martin. Is this is this a development project in stone, or is it just being talked about? It's pretty close. Yeah, um, I mean, I think, I mean, apparently they've got a lot, you know, the approvals. I mean, they wouldn't have announced, uh, you know, th- this project if it pretty much uh, wasn't done. But uh, it, from my understanding, it uh, this master plan uh, has has been approved by the, uh, you know, by St. Martin and their harbor group. Cool. And uh, when is it supposed to start? That's the big question. Okay. It really hasn't. Uh, they haven't said, but uh, it's, it's hopefully pretty soon. Okay. Start. And uh, last but not least here, Anthem of the Seas, Royal Caribbean's 
next Quantum class ship is undergoing sea trials right now. Uh, yeah, what's the story with her? Because she'll be out what later on this month in April. Correct. You know, her naming ceremony is in Southampton, England, on April the twentieth. Last I saw, she was on her second run of sea trials. Uh, she had briefly been in dry dock in Hamburg, Germany, and uh, as of today, she's in Bremerhaven, uh, Germany. Um, you know where she's uh, getting some additional uh, work done. She'll probably go out for a third set of sea trials before uh, you know finally heading up to uh, the UK, which uh, probably I believe she arrives there on April the 18th. And while we're talking about new ships here, what about Norwegian Escape? Well, Norwegian Escape is is coming along. Uh, you know, we, I, I, you know, you'll you'll have the uh, the latest pictures um, of of the ship as it's uh, being built. Um, it is on schedule. It is uh, slated to uh, you know to be delivered in November. Um, you know, there's still, you know, some chunks of the ship missing in the front and the back of the ship, but, uh, it's, it's amazing how quick these things, uh, you know, these, these ships come along and, uh, how quick they'll be built before you know it. Yeah. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy. Find him at cruiseguy.com or on Twitter at cruiseguy. Thank you, man. My pleasure. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel or go to iTunes and search cruise radio. Follow us on Twitter at cruise radio. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. From the Space Coast to the West Coast, this is Cruise Radio. We always like getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net like Carissa from New York City. She just returned from a seven-night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Disney Magic, and she joins us this evening. Hello, Carissa. Hi, thanks for having me. I have to say, because uh, we were talking and you drove from New York City down to Cape Canaveral. That had to be a heck of a drive with four kids. Yeah, it's a pretty long drive. We've done it quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we do it to save some money. We don't have to pack very carefully. We don't have to rent the car. Um, Sometimes it works better than others. Unfortunately, this time around, we got hit by a gigantic rock, uh, which disabled our car. And we ended up having to... Uh, rent a car in New Jersey, but we made it. So it all worked out in the end. I have to ask, do you usually drive straight through or do you break the drive up? We usually drive straight through. That way the kids can sleep 
And uh, my husband and I can listen to uh, silly audiobooks to pass the time. Nice, nice. Well, uh, let's talk about Disney Magic. So before we step foot on the cruise ship, let's take a step back. And uh, I want to ask you, what made you want to sail Disney Magic? Well, we've been on the Disney Cruise Line two other times. Mm-hmm. We were on the Disney Dream and the Disney Wonder in uh, the prior two years. And we were interested in the magic um, that had just been renovated a year or two ago. And uh, we like the feel of the smaller ship. Uh, we enjoyed the Wonder, which is, is a sister ship. There's fewer people than on the Dream and the Fantasy, and that really works out well on the private island. Um, so we thought we would give that another try and um, kind of check out the new features of the Magic, like the Aquadonk and yeah. uh, the new F- Nephews area. I have to say, because when you were sailing out, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, when you were sailing out, I was down at Jetty Park in Cape Canaveral and taking pictures of Disney Magic, and I didn't know you were on it at the time, but it's so cool. I guess maybe being a kid at heart, hearing that Disney horn do the When You Wish Upon a Star blast as it's leaving Cape Canaveral. Yeah, I have to say that's one of my favorite moments of the cruise that I look forward to is the moment when you leave the port and you hear that Disney horn and um, the deck party is going on, and they pass out the streamers, and it's just a really good feeling. Um, every time, I just I feel like, wow, you know, I'm back home, I can relax, um, everything's taken care of, and we're just going to have a good time. Absolutely. So how was embarkation for you at Port Canaveral, at the cruise terminal? It was very easy. Um, I would say the whole process took no longer than half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we parked at Port Canaveral. And the last time we had parked off site and it took a lot of extra time uh, with the four young kids. Um, it was a little bit difficult um, to keep everybody in control. So we decided to park at the port and I think it really paid off as we, you know, went right through check-in. I was able to get an early boarding time. I got the 11 o'clock time Nice. and uh, we just sailed on through. We're Castaway Club members. And I would say by the time we checked in at the desk, it was no more than five minutes and we were on the ship. Doesn't Disney do something very special when your family goes down the gangway? Yeah. So when you set foot on the ship, they announce your name and uh, you're greeted by a whole fleet of uh, staff members. And, you know, then everyone's clapping and <laughs> whooping. And, you know, it's, it makes you feel special. It's, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like you said earlier, it's like coming home almost, I guess you could say. The minute I step foot on that ship, I say, wow, I'm home. And it's elegant, but it's comfortable. It's easy just to be you, um, but with that special Disney personalized touch uh, that makes you just feel so welcome every time. So what were your first impressions of Disney Magic? Well, you know, it was familiar. Um, I'd say the three ships I've been on so far, they all look pretty similar um, in that first lobby. The Dream is a lot bigger, but, um, you know, it's a similar style, you know, very tasteful. It's not kind of in-your-face Disney. A lot of people ask me, you know, well, do you like the characters? Isn't that a little annoying having the characters running around? And, you know, it's 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 not unless you really seek it out. So, right. you know, when you first get on the ship, you, you feel that elegance and uh, that, that welcome kind of feeling from the staff. And it's, and it's great. Very nice. So you make your way through the public area, through embarkation, and you go to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it? Well, we had uh, two staterooms. We had one that was an ocean view and one straight across that was an inside room. And so we got to kind of compare the two rooms this time. The inside staterooms are pretty nice. 
um, we usually pick kind of the least expensive options. We don't spend very much time in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd rather put our money towards other things. But it's just luxurious, comfortable. I like having the split bathrooms there. Um, with the kids, usually everybody just ends up in, in the same stateroom at any given time anyway, except when they're sleeping. So having the two bathrooms where someone can be taking a shower, the other one, you know, whatever, brushing their teeth, it really makes things pretty comfortable. And I like the fold-out bunk beds. It's a, it's a nice layout. And the ocean view, I have to say, it's not a lot more money, and it probably is worth it. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a bit more space, and... The way it's divided is the kids' area is toward the the porthole window, and it's a sizable window. Um, And the kids got a kick out of putting their stuffed animals, looking out into the ocean. (laughs) Um, The TV is over there, so they could have their own little space. You close the curtain. Um, So that was actually pretty pretty convenient for us. So how was the food? Oh, the Magic's food was incredible. I have to say, of the three ships and experiences, this was by far the best. Every meal was spectacular. Uh, we really enjoyed Cabana's uh, buffet for breakfast and lunch. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievable assortment. I have to say there was a lot of fresh seafood, fresh uh, fruit, salad bar, as well as kind of the usual pasta types of options, chicken fingers, things that the kids kind of gravitated toward. Everything so fresh, incredibly clean. We were really impressed. And for the dining, for the uh, the evening dining, uh, we had a great experience as well. There are just so many options. Again, a lot of great seafood. Uh, we always got seated next to a window, so it was fun looking out at the ocean uh, while we ate. And our dining staff was spectacular. The kids loved our staff so much that in the last couple of nights um, in the kids' clubs, they made cards for the waiting staff. They were just so attentive and, and really warm and kind. We would see them around the ship. Um, at doing, you know, other types of work at the pizzeria and so forth. They work very hard. It's clear the staff um, works many, many hours. But, you know, they never seem worn out. They're always ready to be attentive and, and friendly. I've never been on a Disney cruise before. So does Disney Magic do the dining rotation? Yeah, it's the rotational dining, and that's really for us. There were three uh, waiters who would serve us, and we knew from the beginning what the rotational dining would be. It's listed on the little card, the RFID card thing that we got. And so each night we knew exactly where to go, what time, and our staff would be right there to greet us. And they got to know our family really well. Did uh, you and your husband eat at any of the specialty restaurants? No, we didn't. We talk about it every time, um, but we never do because the regular dining is so great. Awesome. And so like, we don't want to miss out on the regular dining experience. Let's talk about the entertainment aboard Disney Magic, because one thing Disney really outdoes itself on and really excels in is their entertainment. The entertainment was great. You know, I think a lot of people enjoy the big shows. You know, we're, we're not uh, huge fans of the shows, the Broadway-style shows. I think they did a good job. Some were more entertaining than others. What we liked from the entertainment that was, I think, different uh, was the family game shows. Mm-hmm. And our kids really got into those. We were on uh, Mickey Mania. We got on Generations. Um, we enjoy actually getting onto the game shows and competing. Mm-hmm. And we try to prep in advance even with the trivia <laughs> ahead of time. Uh, we really get into it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to do to do those types of shows. Um, 
And the kids really enjoyed the, the entertainment in the kids' club. The younger two are five and seven years old, and they spent a lot of time in the Oceaneers Club and Oceaneers Lab where they got to do experiments, cooking projects, scavenger hunts. So I think we like sort of the specialty entertainment. Right. Um, not so much the, the big stuff. Well, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves itself during the sea days because uh, there's so many people and there's only limited places to go. So how was Disney Magic um, outside and inside during your days at sea? So we were fortunate that we had ideal weather, and that wasn't the case on our other two. But this time we spent almost all the time outside on the sea days. And um, Disney does it well. I don't know how they do it exactly, but... The ship never feels crowded in the least. We never had to search for, uh, you know, a place by the pool, a seat by the shade. There was always something available. And it's almost hard for me to understand how that was possible. The pool would get busy, but uh, never overwhelmingly so. There was always spots in the hot tub. My kids enjoyed um, staying in the hot tub, watching the big Funnel Vision movie mm-hmm. screen where they uh, played different trivia and Disney movies throughout the day. Um, so at times, I think I'd wish there was a little bit more entertainment going on. I would say in prior cruises, um, they had somehow, I guess, more structured activities during the day. Um, this time around, I felt like we kind of relaxed outside more. There wasn't so much going on inside, but that worked out okay since the weather was nice. Let's talk about the private island. Well, Castaway Key, you can't really lose on Castaway Key. It's, I think, the best experience in Disney's cruise line. Um, it's nice that it's not a tender port, that they could just pull right up to the port. And we've learned to get off the ship right away on Castaway Key Day. We went the whole day to really explore the island, make sure we have plenty of time for the water slides and swim out um, to the climbing structures. And um, it's just a really great place. It's the ideal beach outing where, again, everything is taken care of. The food, the staff is familiar. There's shops around. I forgot uh, I needed a new swimsuit as it turned out. <laughs> Fine. I went to the shop. You can borrow it with, uh, buy it with your RFID card. No problem. What ports did you hit on the seven-night Western Caribbean itinerary? Grand Cayman, Cozumel. There was Key West. Uh, those are the ports in addition to Castaway Key. All right, let's round the interview out. Do you have any been there, done that tips for us? Yeah, I would say the keys are to get an early embarkation time and avoid kind of that lunch buffet rush. It gets busier um, if you get the later embarkation times. And actually, um, we found that it was much easier to disembark at the 7.30 time and and just skipping breakfast. And um, you have an option of carrying your luggage with you and um, just stepping straight off the ship at 7.30. And we were back at the car at Port Canaveral within 15 minutes. It was very fast, and I'd say it was worth it. And we have about 30 seconds left, so give us your final thoughts on Disney Wonder. It was a wonderful experience. It's pretty much what we thought it would be, which is amazing. It's got the Disney touch. Um, You pay a little bit more for the Disney cruises, but at the same time, what I like is that it's basically an all-inclusive format um, the Disney Magic does have some extra features like the Aqua Dunk new water slide that mm-hmm. the other Disney cruise ships don't have. 
Um, it's great for a family, but also I think for adults, there's plenty to do there too. So I would encourage people just to give it a try. We've been talking with Carissa from New York City about her seven-night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Disney Magic. Carissa, thank you so much for spending some time with us here uh, on Cruise Radio this evening. Thanks. I love your show. Thanks so much for having me. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 